Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Becky. Um, I feel like I kind of strong-armed and guilted you into um, reading this book with me. I wouldn't say strong-armed, but <laughs> I, I did actually really want to read it after I heard you talk about it originally with, with the interview with Karen, so it wasn't that big of a jump. Yeah, we did a we were able to do a uh, happy hour with Karen and one of her audiobook narrators for this title. So if you haven't watched that, you can jump over to our YouTube channel and check it out. It is still there. Um, but I really enjoyed this book. And I thought it's not something we've done yet. We haven't done this kind of I call it near historical. Yeah, I was um, I, I definitely don't think I've read anything quite like this before. So, yeah. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing I Want It That Way by Karen Gray. This is book three in the Carolinas Classics series. This series takes place on a set of a TV show, a 90s drama. Yeah, I think like a teen drama teen drama it is kind of has Dawson Creek vibes now I have to say I did not watch Dawson's Creek I was married in 1999 um and I just wasn't on my radar are you a Dawson's Creek fan I watched it um I was I graduated high school in 99 so um but we couldn't watch anything like that at my parents house so when I went to college I actually kind of binged it Okay. Like when I was in college. So yeah, I liked it. Okay. Um, we'll link the synopsis of this book in our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. The release date for this book is May 25th of 2023. Tropes. Um, this is a Hollywood norm romance. It is, I did the audiobook um, for this one. I just did the ebook. You just did the ebook. Uh, Close Proximity mm-hmm. Coworkers. There are cute puppies in this book. So floof, floof and charged in this book. Absolute found family vibes. Grumpy sunshine. She is the grump. She is. She is so grouchy. She's, she's very, very grumpy. Um, Small town marriage of convenience, fake relationship, one bed. Um, Opposites attract. And this is a rom-com. It is. I would say like situational comedy kind of plays out in this book. Yeah, it it very much read kind of like a like a TV show style book. Yeah. Um, Carolina's Classics. This is book three. They do stand alone because did you pick up here? You are a series reader, though. I am. And I did not. I read this one completely by itself okay. and it stands alone completely. <laughs> Was that hard for you to do, Amanda? <laughs> It was. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love when I do that because Leah used to only read in order. So like if I pick a middle of a series book, she'd have to read the first like six books before she got to book seven. And now she doesn't. Um, so I like that I'm converting you all. I will do it, but it will generally make me grumpy. 
Like if there's a lot of crossover, I get really mad. So it's not, it's not so much that I have to, but a lot of times it will pull me out of the book I'm reading if I feel like there's too much backstory, but this one didn't do that. That's fair. Um, This is first person dual point of view put out percentage was 53%. I did listen to the audiobooks and they are narrated by Amy McFadden and Alistair Hainsbridge. Um, Okay, so this is one of those where, did it have a third act breakup? There was an end date to their fake relationship. Yeah, I so I don't know if I would call it a third act breakup because it was, it was already kind of planned, so. Yeah, so it's definitely the dark moment without yes. the breakup, um, which is great because I need more titles for an upcoming episode that we're doing. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I was happy to see that. I was like, oh, wait, this will work for my upcoming episode. Um, okay, so let's talk about Danny and Luke. Um, this book, this book is very interesting. It takes place in 1999, South Carolina, right? North Carolina? North Carolina, I think. Yeah. I think it's kind of loosely based on Wilmington. Yeah. So Wilmington, North Carolina area-ish. Um, it takes place in 1999 and the opening scene of this book pretty much sets the standard and the tone for this story and what we're going to deal with. It does. Um, Danny is dropping. So it's a, there's a prologue and Danny is dropping Luke off after he's filmed a show, um, in the town, I think it's a Hallmarkish type show, right? Yeah, that's what it, it came across as, where he's playing like a best friend kind of character, I yeah. believe. And Danny's been driving him around for like a month, six weeks, and she does not like him. No, because he doesn't talk to her. Yeah, he sits in the back of his, a back of the car, and likes to be driven, and never makes comments or discussions she tried the first couple times he got in the car and he was like yeah not talking yeah just she thought he was just completely ignoring her but as she's dropping him at the airport he sits in the front seat and he gives her a present oh this present and this was and i don't even know what love language this is so heather if you're listening to this this needs to go on your love language because this is an absolute love language. I, I think it probably falls under gift giving. Does it? But, you know, it's to somebody who who really taps in and understands what gifts mean something to someone. Because Luke shows that you can observe someone and truly know their heart, right? Yeah, without ever talking to them. Without ever talking. Like, you don't need to divulge, like, your favorite color to truly connect with someone you can observe and figure out how to connect to them. And Luke did. He really did. Um, He gives Danny the gift of post-it notes, which as an office supply junkie, like melted my heart. (laughs) I know. I thought it was one of the best presents I I ever saw in a book. I was like, Oh my God, I would die if somebody gave me that many post-it notes. Like it was this whole pack of different sizes and different colors because he noticed she used them in her, I quote, Filofax, which I owned a Filofax. So it was, I was just like, oh, Filofax. Oh, goodness. 
So let's talk about Danny, our heroine, because then we get to chapter one and we find out she's she's in a bit of a mission with her life. She is. She's made a decision and she's ready to move forward with it. So and she's running into some obstacles. So Danny is incredibly feisty and determined. And she could almost borderline on an unlikable heroine, similar to like Alex from After Hours on Milagro Street or um, Natalie Kenya's heroine. Um, Sophie. Sophie. Um, I think that she's that strong, that fierce, that she could be one of those characters that you either love or you're just not sure you can like. I can see that. Um, she's extremely independent. and But I, I think kind of what's going on in her life makes her likable um, when you figure out what, what she's kind of going through. Yeah. She is the oldest child of nine children, nine siblings. I, yeah, I believe so. And basically her mother, as she grew up, her mother would, about the time a baby would hit two or three, her mom would move on and have another baby. And Sophie, yes. as the oldest, was left to care for these younger siblings. But also her mother was one of many children. And there were lots of cousins that were dropped on Sophie to care for. Yeah, so she's been dealing with babies from a very young age. Yeah. And she has made the decision that at 29, right? 28, 29? I think it's 29. She is not interested in having children in her life. Like, she is not interested. This is not something she wants for herself. And she is trying to have a tubal ligation. She would like to have her tubes tied preemptively because she cannot enjoy sex. She's so hung up on the possibility of getting pregnant that relations and connections, just even intimacy, mental intimacy with a partner sends her into anxious quandaries of chaos in her brain. Yeah, she can't have any kind of connection without it messing with her head. Yeah. Really. And at every turn, she's questioned. So she has been going to multiple different OBGYNs. She has to see psychiatrists. Um, and everyone's like, well, you need to do that. Like, they just keep giving her one more hoop to jump over it's yeah it's continuous i was i was so frustrated reading this part it made me mad but it also made me realize that in 25 years we haven't really gained anything yeah and that's you know, you know thinking about all of that it just it just put me into a, a kind of ragey state there yeah but. same friend same <laughs> um so that's Danny. And then we have our hero, Luke, who is, so I always am kind of mean to them, but I liked Luke. Like, I liked him a lot. He is I a true too. cinnamon roll hero. He is. He was, I always have a hard time, like, pulling out the true ones when, you, when we have these conversations, but he's definitely a, a true cinnamon roll. Like, absolute, there's no crusty edges. He is just a nice, good guy. He loves big. Whereas Danny holds everybody at arm's length, including her friends. Yeah, she has she has big walls. Uh, Luke is really just, 
there and he's and he loves big and he cares for anybody's life and he's really trying to make his path forward because so one of the things I felt was really interesting about him was he had been a childhood star so I take it to be like he was like a Jody Sweeten from Full House um, Stephanie kind of character that had like a tagline that was the quirky, oh, yeah. funny thing. But she was never dynamic enough to be more than just her quirky tagline. Yeah, he, he read very much that way, like his earlier character. Yeah, and so he um, has been typecast his whole life as the funny best friend. and But now he's decided that Hollywood is no longer for him. Like, he wants out. He wants to do production and... Um, producer type work and directing yes. um so i did like that he has another fake relationship i liked this part I, yeah i mean it was i liked it and it made me feel sad for him too though at the same time i was just like can he just not really get a real girlfriend so he's in a fake relationship with a former co-star from his childhood show and he is um, kind of her beard. Yes, because she has a girlfriend. And she's known as America's sweetheart and doesn't want to ruin that image. So they've decided to play out their relationship in the public while she lives with her girlfriend in private. So the two of these, Luke and Danny, come together. And they're working together on this Dawson Creek style show. And Danny... So first, Luke shares why he doesn't, why he's so anxious in the car and um, what happened to him. And I don't want to spoil that because I think readers need to read that. Right. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a really big part of his development as a character. But he so. wants to learn how to drive again. And um, and Danny agrees to do that if he'll pretend to be her fiance so that she can get through the doctor's appointment to get her um to get her tubes tied yes and then she go they go to the doctor's appointment and the doctor says well once you're married come back and see me and good what, god is it like a six month or like a month how long did, were they supposed to wait well they were supposed to get married once they got married then come back in 30 days and see him once they 30, were married. okay okay but damn it i was so mad in this I was so mad in that first, that interaction, because the doctor is an OBGYN, a women's doctor. He directs that entire conversation to Luke. Yeah, I was, um, I was fuming <laughs> that whole, that whole scene. But, you know, and the, and the bad part is, is because you're, you're so mad because you know what happened. You know, it's well, happened. You know, it's still happening. It is still happening. It's, yeah. mm, it was so frustrating. And I think that that was one of the things I really liked that Karen Gray kind of did, though, is within this book, it is this funny rom-com, but she made us feel uncomfortable. But I think it's Absolutely. an uncomfortable feeling we need to feel to remember why as women, it's important that we continue to fight for our reproductive rights. No, I, I completely agree with that. It was... She had real life interwoven so well into the story. And and yes, it, it made me uncomfortable. It made me mad. 
Um, it made me think, not that unfortunately I don't have to think about this all the time now anyway, right? but, but yeah, it, it was done very well. I think her writing style, the way she moves through the narrative really made it digestible too. It wasn't in your face feminism. It wasn't in your face. It didn't feel political. This felt like a natural unfolding story that could be in any time and in any place. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It was, it didn't feel political at all. It wasn't in your face. It was just very true life. Yeah. So one of the best parts of reading this for me was the 90s nostalgia. Like when they talked about like her flip phone. Oh, goodness. Or they talk about, well, there's no cell coverage out there, which just makes me think of all the like 2000 commercials of the Verizon guy. Can you hear With me now? Nap. Yeah. Um, and then also like, don't call me until after <laughs> nine. So we get free nights and weekends and I was dying. Yeah. yeah. The answering machines and just all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some great small town vibe to this book too. There really is. And especially within her neighborhood with her neighbors. Um, it's very good. Like very good Southern small town vibe. Yeah. Um, and so Luke has a dog, but also Danny has a dog, but Luke has his dog and he ends up getting himself kicked out of his apartment because of the dog. Because, yeah, because the dog kind of goes nuts when he leaves him, leaves, is it him or her? It's a, I think it's a him. I think it's It's him. him. Okay. Uh, when he is left alone and Luke gets kicked out of his apartment that he's renting the short term rental while he's on set And he moves in with Danny, but Danny is renting her room out to two other people that work on the production staff for the TV show. That are not supposed to be fraternizing. So all the rooms are full in her house. All the rooms are full in her house. And so Luke has to share a room with Danny. And I love one bed chaos. I love it. I like it. I like it too. It always makes me laugh with the pillow wall because it's really, is it really going to help? Right. <laughs> I mean, I throw blankets. I mean, I'm in the middle of menopause and hot flashes. I throw blankets in and off. If something's leaning against me, I throw it off. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I need the space around. Yeah. Um, so I think that between the 80s between the 90s nostalgia and between that and this one bed like that really leans heavy into the rom-com feels and then the fake relationship too adds even more to that piece um and i am super invested in these characters i need the next book same and i will probably go back and read the previous books yeah at some point i'm invested in these these friends um and kind of and I liked that Danny she absolutely has the friend group and it almost mirrors the TV show they're um that they're working on right like these different relationships you know the friend group someone's dating someone new coming in and out of the friend group so really the book the main storyline mirrors 
kind of that 90s drama feel within the it, books. Yeah, it really seems to. And I and that's another reason I want to kind of go back and read it. I want to see how closely it mirrors because I did watch the show. So I'm I'm curious about that. I did not watch the show. So you'll have to come back and let us know because, you know, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, um, Amanda, thank you so much for reading I Want It That Way. Which just you. makes me start singing the Backstreet Boys song, right? It's Backstreet. Oh my gosh, such an earworm! I think, yeah, I think it's that one. I, I can't remember which one, but I'm constantly singing it now. Um, so you know, it makes me sing that. But I hope you guys will check out this title. And until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 